0: Welcome to The Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller.
1: Dear Lord, please help Homer's friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean.
0: This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2.
2: Welcome to The Fantasy Football Show. I am Jeff Meller, your host here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. and we are now under 2 hours away from the kickoff of World Cup 22 as Qatar will take on Ecuador and of course I am here to break down any last minute info that you may need to know for your World Cup goals draft if you want to know should I be selecting Danny Olmo from Spain in the 7th round what about Christian Eriksen he's on PK's Meller does he get a boost for Denmark of course but no, that's not really why I'm here. I'm here to help you set your fantasy football lineup, of course. I may be participating in my own World Cup goals draft as the show. Goes on concurrently, but nevertheless, I'm here for you. 312 332 3776, as I am every Sunday morning during the football season, 8 to 9 a.m. So make sure you make it your habit. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Meller. That's M E L L E R. And of course, as always, give us a call 312 332 3776. If you're new to the show, I don't normally go through a little 30 second preview of the World Cup, but since it does get kicked off today, figured why not i'll give you a little taste you can hit me up on twitter if you want my world cup thoughts all right to the football
0: bottom of the screen stafford looking that way throwing that way Cup puts the toes down in for the touchdown cooper cup does it again
2: all right so we got news this morning from adam schefter looks like cooper cup is going to be out six to eight weeks and it is week 11 That brings us to, realistically, week 17 at the earliest. I think you can go ahead and officially say goodbye to Cooper Cup this season. The roster spot, probably more valuable at this point. Carrying him for six to eight weeks, and in all likelihood, let's be honest, look at where the Rams are at right now. They are struggling right now. They're currently three and six at the bottom of the NFC West. I think you can probably go ahead and say goodbye to Cooper Cup. On your roster, I will be doing so on one of my leagues where I have him later today. Again, that roster spot, I think at this point in the season, worth uh, taking a flyer on guys who have potential upside play. And at this point, Cooper Cup, again, six to eight weeks. It seems very optimistic that he will return this year at any point. And even if he does, that puts you at week 17 during the regular season, which is your hopefully fantasy football championship you're really going to feel good even if cooper cup returns you're really going to feel great about using him in the fantasy football championship sight unseen coming back from an ankle injury i can't see it i can't rationalize it go ahead and cut cooper cup at this point
0: action car airs it out down the middle for adams got it inside the t-
2: Good news. Sounds like Devontae Adams will be a go today. He's expected to play. He's been dealing with that abdominal injury, but that is uh, encouraging news and good to get it out early because, of course, the Raiders do have the 3.05 game in Denver as the Raiders head on out to Mile High Stadium. So, good news. Looks like Devontae Adams will be back. Don't have to wait or find an alternative in the later games looks like he's going to be good to
0: go third down and one and they work out of an empty set it's jackson with a shovel pass it's andrews for the touchdown his fourth catch of the drive edwards in the backfield record the block Here he goes for six and the ravens have their first lead today on a seven yard touchdown run by gus edwards
2: so the Ravens get two of their skill position players back today. Andrews is expecting to go Gus Edwards. Now Gus Edwards returns and he may be limited. I'm a little bit more reluctant in using him today on teams. I'm just a little bit concerned. He he could be looking at one of those 10 to 12 carry games. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, going to be uh, kind of a ho-hum sort of day from him. So Andrews, a must start, no doubt. Not too many tight ends. In fact, only one you would want to use ahead of him at all in fantasy. So he is going to be out there. So you're going to
0: have to go ahead and use him. Mahomes is dancing around. Now finds an open man. It's Smith-Schuster bouncing off the hit. And here he goes to the end zone for the touchdown.
2: So Juju Smith-Schuster suffered that nasty concussion last Sunday. And he's already been ruled out in addition to Smith-Schuster being gone for the Chiefs for this Sunday. The Chiefs also put Nicole Hardman on injured reserve. That means he's going to miss at least four games. And although he will play, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was dealing with a stomach issue earlier in the week. So this all means that it opens the door for Kadarius Toney, who totaled 90 total yards last week from scrimmage. It opens up the door where I think if you're on the fence, I'm going to push you to say I would go ahead and really strongly consider using him. I think the opportunities are going to be, I don't want to say a plenty because they, you know, in this offense, the Chiefs' offense, they never quite are. Sky Moore, I suppose, is still there. And we do know that Travis Kelsey is the clear number one in Kansas City. But I think the opportunity for Kadarius Toney, who's a clear game breaker, is going to be there today. I would encourage you, if you can get him into your lineup, definitely do so because I think the opportunities are going to be plenty. Also, Isaiah Pacheco grabbed 16 carries around 84 yards last week in the backfield and looks like the Chiefs are going to continue to lean on him now against the Chargers with one of the worst run defenses, I think 31st. In the NFL, great opportunity for Pacheco as well. So if you're looking for an RB2 or maybe a flex, I think Pacheco is a nice player to have there. He was removed from the kick coverage team this week. Now, Dave Tobe has also talked about looking for replacements as a kick returner. He may be on kick returns tonight, but it looks like they're going to start to face him out of that as well, which is an indicator that I think they're definitely going to be looking to use him as the featured back more as the season progresses so Isaiah Pacheco if you were in early on him like I talked about four five six weeks ago then good for you because I think it is finally going to be his time in the Kansas City backfield so there you go Kadarius Tony Isaiah Pacheco I think you can use them both this week as the Chiefs take on the Chargers on Sunday night football
0: and in the backfield in front of Elliott Elliott gets it and is able to finish for the touchdown
2: so Zeke Elliott looks like he is going to return today for the Cowboys. And I know Tony Pollard owners everywhere are grimacing as I say that because not really a whole lot of good comes from this for fantasy purposes. You don't love using Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, he might have been your second running back. So I suppose if him returning, it does make you feel a little bit better about your potential options. But obviously, this hurts Pollard's fantasy numbers and his viability you're probably still starting i would i would envision in most cases you're probably still starting pollard but i do think this is going to eat into his carries and touches and i think we go back to zeke getting all the goal line work so that is problematic for tony pollard owners maybe it takes him down a few pegs and potentially if you have a couple of good running backs, I suppose it could be a scenario where I might suggest using someone over Pollard. And again, you know, Elliot, Elliot kind of a flex spot play today. Don't love using him unless you really have to.
0: Field setting up, looking deep, come wide right oh. open. He's got it. Cole oh. to the nose. 50-yard Bears
2: touchdown. All right, so some encouraging news, and I mentioned this with Dion Miller on Friday. I do a fantasy hit. With her and Ryan Ciaverini on ABC7. it's uh, The show is called Overtime. You can check it out on ABC7.com. But I do a fantasy hit with Dion Miller. And Ryan Ciaverini every Friday. And I mentioned to her how. The ascent for Justin Fields. To the top of the fantasy mountain. Has not been done solo. In fact Justin Fields. Has made his way to the top of the fantasy football mountain. And he's done so. With his tight end Sherpa. Cole Komet. Now Cole Komet. Has five touchdowns in the last three weeks. And as I was mentioning at the top with Mark Andrews, he has nestled his way into most starting lineups at this point. I think continue to use him. Good news is, even though he suffered what looked like a pretty nasty uh, collision as he ran over the middle of the field late in the game last week in uh, against Detroit. He was removed from the injury report after being limited early in the week. So full participant on Friday. Good to go. Cole Komet, he is locked into your lineup at the tight end spot.
0: First trip to the red zone for the Chargers. He throws down toward the end zone. That is caught down there by Mike Williams. Fourth down. Hooks a pass. A fastball. Caught. Keenan Allen. cut throw handled for the touchdown.
2: All right. So a couple of chargers wide receivers who are set likely to be back tonight mike williams sounds like he is good to go returning from that high ankle sprain that he suffered about three weeks ago keenan allen who's been dealing and nursing a hamstring injury all season long he might be a little bit more up in the air so i'm gonna say if you're trying or thinking about using keenan allen make sure you have an alternative ready to go whether it be josh palmer in case he can't play in that same chargers chiefs game tonight or somebody in the niners and cardinals game although if you're waiting on that game it might be problematic because some of the injury issues there but uh, mike williams looks like he is ready so you uh, don't have to worry about waiting for him he looks like he's locked in keenan allen there is a little bit of uncertainty. He hopes to go tonight, but he said ultimately it's going to be the coach's call. So, just so everybody is aware on that one, you need to have an alternative if you are going to wait it out on him.
0: Murray end zone throw, oh, handed Hopkins, and that is a cardinal touchdown.
2: All right, so Kyler Murray has the hammy, and I wonder if. Part of the Cardinals want to actually just test it out and see how they do with Colt McCoy one more week. I think that is certainly a possibility here. But also, you heard in that highlight, DeAndre Hopkins, and that is probably the bigger concern for fantasy owners because DeAndre Hopkins is listed as questionable. Um, He did not practice uh, the other day. I want to say if if that was Thursday or Friday, but... This is a little bit of a concern as well. So with DeAndre Hopkins right now, I'm not quite sure if he is going to go and it, with it being a Monday night game, you know, your alternatives to go to are going to be limited, very limited in all likelihood. So unless you're holding on for Rondale Moore, you know, and especially if if it's a standard scoring and not PPR, Um, I would probably look elsewhere. If it's PPR, of course, you're going to want to use Hopkins if at all possible. But again, I think you're going to have to have an alternative ready to go if you're going to wait it out until tomorrow night when the San Francisco 49ers and Arizona Cardinals play in Mexico City, by the way. So there you go. Those are the key injuries that you need to be aware of for week 11. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. Taking your calls. Also, again, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Plenty of your questions coming up next. And I do want to touch on a long-time fantasy football term that I mentioned the other day to somebody who had never heard it before. And it is in play yet again 20 years later. I'll share that with you next. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore du Irish Whiskey.
0: The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Mitchell, Mitchell with a flag down into the secondary, breaks a tackle, and Mitchell all the way for the touchdown.
2: So, I introduced Deanne Miller to the term Shanahanigans the other day, and she was delighted to hear it when I explained what it was. This goes back over 20 years, and I think Charlie Bevins, who's on the other side of glass, may be aware of this. Uh, Charlie playing hurt today, dealing with a cold, so... Good work by you, Charlie. Sojourn through it. But not sure. Let me know if you've uh, ever heard the term, Charlie, because it probably predates you playing fantasy football. But back in the early 2000s, Mike Shanahan, then coach of the Denver Broncos, decided to introduce fantasy owners to the hell that was his running game. And I say that because it was very productive. But. After Terrell Davis having, you know, basically cemented himself as a annual first round pick in fantasy football, he suffers a torn ACL, so he's done for the year, and then essentially every year there was going to be no clear-cut answer as to who was going to be the Broncos' starting running back, but whoever it was, they were probably going to rush for 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns. I'm talking of course about the Olandis Gary year, the Mike Anderson year, then, of course, eventually leading to Clinton Portis, who then went on for a very successful short-term run there in Denver. And it seemed whenever Mike Shanahan then took over, he went to Washington, and then after that, wherever he went, it was you never know who was going to be running the ball, but whoever they were, they were going to be productive. Well, 20 or so years later, his son, Kyle Shanahan, has carried on the family legacy nicely, and we saw it yet again. Uh, in full display last Sunday night when the 49ers bring Elijah Mitchell back from injured reserve after having traded, of course, for Christian McCaffrey, who everybody just assumed was immediately going to be uh the, you know, one of the top, if not the top, running backs in fantasy football. Oh, no, 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 no. Elijah Mitchell then steps in last week and comes back and carries the ball 18 times for 89 yards, including a couple of opportunities inside the 10yard line and it looks like Shanahanigans are back for 2022. I do think though there is at least of course if you're a McCaffrey owner you're a little disappointed but this actually might work out best for him long term because I think not getting 25 or so touches is probably best for McCaffrey's health. So that might be good and more viable for you as a fantasy football player, having him on your roster to get through the fantasy playoffs. And I think we finally have a second viable alternative to start as a RB2 or flex in Elijah Mitchell if he's going to get those 15 or 18 carries in the San Francisco running game. So, Shannon Hannigan's, it's been around for a long, long time. It is back for 2022. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemore Do Irish Whiskey and, of course, the fine folks at Twin Peaks, Eats Eats, Drinks Scenic Views. If you'd like to participate, 312-332-3776. Let's try Gerald, who's in Hoffman Estates. Gerald, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. What's going on, man? Uh,
3: yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> happy holidays and... Uh... Uh, Thanksgiving to you, Jeff. Uh, I need uh, uh, two wide receivers. I'm in a PPR league. I've got uh, Jamal, uh, running backs, I'm sorry. No worries. Jamal Williams, uh, Nante Foreman, and Cordell Patterson. I just need two of those guys.
2: Yeah, this one is a dilemma, and it's a PPR too, which, Uh, uh, boy, this one is very, very difficult for me, Gerald. I think I lean towards dante foreman first and for uh, first and foremost because i think you know even though there was uh the one down week he for the most part i think is going to be the panthers workhorse back so i think you got to get him in there boy this one's rough too between you know patterson has a nice matchup against the bears run defense certainly and you know i i think i lean towards patterson um jamal Williams will Certainly be the goal line back, but it seems like when they get in close to the Falcons, lean on Patterson there too. Um, yeah. He has, you know, he's probably going to see less touches than Williams, but I think he's probably going to, in all likelihood, see the more valuable ones near the goal line because um, I think the Falcons are more likely to have more goal line carries than the Lions today right. against the Giants. So I think I go.
3: And, Jeff, i tell you one thing. I've got Mixon. I'm starting Mixon, and oh. that's what really throws me in a mix. He's uh, one of my three running backs, and mm-hmm. I just needed two of these guys to add to Mixon. Yeah, listen,
2: I always like it when it is a good problem to have, when we're picking between good players. That's you know that's where you want to be. It's always harder when okay. we're kind of like – so that's, okay. that's positive. And, yeah, you definitely, Gerald, okay. keep rolling with Mixon. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and happy okay. Thanksgiving to you as well, my friend. But, yeah, keep rolling with Mixon. Those are – you know, I know he's been – the five-touchdown games certainly kind of buoys his, his numbers and makes him look better for the season than he's probably actually been on a week-to-week basis. But the five-touchdown game is exactly why you need to start someone like Joe Mixon each and every week because you know he's capable of that. Let's try Scott, who's in Maryville. Scott, you're on ESPN 1000.
1: Hey, my good man. I, got a, I need two out of these four. It's a PPR. Uh, Tony Pollard, Brian Robinson, Najee, or Donovan Peoples-Jones. I have right now Pollard and Brian Robinson in. Mm-hmm. And but what I—it's weird. A lot of things online say Najee will have a better game than Robinson, which is odd to me because of the matchup. Pollard <laughs> concerned because now Zeke's back. Yeah. Although I think they need him to beat Minnesota. Minnesota can score fast. Plus, they could just run the ball. So I'm wondering about his touches. Sure. And I have Donovan there because. I wasn't thinking of people's Jones because of the snow, but now it's in Detroit. Yeah, um, that, yeah. No, so, so, so I would just be a two out of those four. I was kind of wondering.
2: Yeah, so so here's the one thing, I, and and this is it's hard. I admit, even I have a difficult time doing it, but I do think it is unbelievable how much the projections uh, on your site can anchor you and want you to like like it's almost like it's like compelling you to put a guy on Najee Harris at this point there's no reason to continue to use him until he shows us he's capable he's he's what's 6
1: 7 points right the reality is yeah what's frustrating with him he's got he's actually a good floor guy he'll average like 9 he'll get like 10 yes. points but he doesn't get anything else yeah and but the problem but the other guys going to explode Robinson good matchup Pollard you know he's that's why I had those two guys in. but
2: Yeah, no, and, and th- I think you're right. That's who I would go with, Scott. The problem for, okay. you're, you're right, there's a floor there with Harris because he just gets the volume. But there has been conversations about Jalen Warren seeing a little right. bit more of the workload. And so if the workload goes down at all for Najee Harris, then where's that floor going to be at? And Because be, Pittsburgh's just struggling to score touchdowns. And so I don't want and any part of that. And I, you're right, Brian Robinson's matchup against Tex- the Texans is a great one. I would use him over Harris today. And Pollard, you got to keep in.
1: Yeah, and I have Pickens in too. So why go with two Steelers? Or yeah, yeah. There's only so many touchdowns to go
2: around in Pittsburgh. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate the call as always. Let's uh, keep rolling with James, who's in Norwood Park. James, you're on ESPN 1000.
4: Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Uh, I just had a quick question. I have a full PPR, and I was wondering uh, for flex spot: Pickens, Allen Robinson, or Keenan Allen.
2: All right. So I, you know, I want to, I think Keenan Allen, you got to wait a week with those other options because, you know, if something, like I said, things, think he's going to play today, tonight, but tonight being the key is that, you know, if he doesn't for whatever reason, if he doesn't, if he's not looking good and the coaches don't like what they see in pregame warmups, he could be, you know set again and so then you're where are you left. Your good options have, have already played. So I think I personally James would use George Pickens, uh you know especially now that Claypool's out of the mix. I think he is their their red zone threat with his height. Um we've seen him get worked in a little bit more. You know, they did have the buy, but prior to that, he he was getting worked in more, even with Claypool there. So I think I keep rolling with Pickens because even though Robinson should have an increase without Cooper Cup, that offense has been brutal. The only thing that's made the offense, you know, tolerable has been Cooper Cup's presence. So I think I'd continue to use Pickens. I don't want, I want to see Robinson before I use him and Keenan Allen, kind of the same thing. I want to make sure he gets out on the field before I have no, if, if Keenan Allen's game, James, was at noon. And, you, could, you know, you could pivot um, to one of the other guys. I would probably say Keenan Allen. But I think to play it safe, Pickens is a good option to make sure you have him in the lineup.
4: Thanks, Jeff. And uh, real quick, just uh, your thoughts on Kenyon Drake.
1: Uh, keep him starting.
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to let you go, James. But I'll elaborate on that because I do like to keep it to one question per caller. Uh, Dr- Drake, in, ter- this, you know, in terms of his usage, look, Gus Edwards set to return today. Um i might use drake depending on who you know who the options are for each individual team i you know because but with gus edwards back again it could be in a limited role problem is he's likely to see the red zone carries if he is going to be out there because he is the bigger stronger back and drake that's not necessarily where he always excels so i think i'm kind of uh, a little bit on the fence with Kenyon drake really depends on who you're considering otherwise let's try dave who's in elkhorn wisconsin dave what's going on my man
3: Good morning, Jeff. Hey, first off, you need to talk to Waddle and Sylvia and tell them they give you a half hour of their end of their show on Wednesday, so you can do a pre-Thanksgiving uh, fantasy uh, island show. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right, Dave. I will. Uh, I'll see if I'll, I'll, I'll float it out to them.
3: Yeah, I'm sure they'll love that. Uh, I want to change my question here, so you, just, you know, I like to try to keep it to one thing. A friend of mine just flew in from uh, moving back to Illinois from Costa Rica. His name's Randy. Uh, he wants to know should he start comet? Or Pitts today
2: so i think i'd use cole Komet. i think you gotta you know at this point as as talented as kyle pitts is clearly atlanta it's you know mariota is not great when it comes to a being a passing quarterback i haven't he he arthur smith can utilize him to operate the offense that he wants to run and i think that you know is strong for you know it's the best option for the Falcons as a playoff, a potential playoff team, but it hurts us in fantasy. So, yeah, I think Cole Komet at this point has established himself well enough where most leagues, I would say, he's pretty much a starter because I think he's a, at this point you feel good about him being like around top five, six tight end. Whereas Kyle Pitts, that, is it that he's going to get anything more than two or three catches each week? Thanks, Jeff.
3: Hey, have a Happy Thanksgiving,
2: buddy. You too, Dave. Thanks, as always, for the call. Let's try Sean, who's on the north side. Sean, you're on the Fantasy Football Show.
3: Hey, I've
4: got a wide receiver flex position with Pickens, uh, DuVernay, and McKenzie.
2: Uh, How would you rank them? So I would go Pickens 1, DuVernay 2, and McKenzie 3, just the way you kind of threw them out there, Sean.
3: Okay.
2: All All right. Great. Thank you. Thank for you. the No problem, Sean. Thank you for the call. 312-332-3776. Couple lines open right now. Chance for you to get in if you want to have your question answered here on the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Miller again. Every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Up next from 9 to 10, you will have Xander and Hanley. And then don't forget, I will be out again today at the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood. So come on out. It's been there the last couple weeks. Going to make it three in a row with Dion Miller as we get you set for bears and falcons we will be there from 10 to noon today so if you're out in the crestwood area come on over and say hello we'll also have that uh first world cup game kicking things off on television starting at 10 o'clock so if you want to watch the game come on by and then if you want to hang out and watch an entire slate of nfl sunday that's a great spot to do it 312-332-3776 the fantasy football show presented by telemordeaux irish
0: whiskey The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's
1: your lineup looking? It's not good.
0: Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I
1: start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup.
0: That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
2: Football Show, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. I'm Jeff Meller, here with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question you would like answered, let's go on out to Joliet and say good morning to Keith. Hey there, Keith. How you doing, Jeff? Good, man. Good, I got a point TPR. I got
3: Donovan People Jones, Melvin Gordon, Tyler Elgier, and then I just in a question.
2: Alright, Keith, so... The one thing I'll say is I haven't mentioned it yet, but Melvin Gordon is going to be playing for a new play caller today as Nathaniel Hackett hands over play calling Mm -hmm. duties to Clint Kubiak, his quarterback coach and a son of Gary. So interesting there to see how that's going to shake out. I really would rather wait a week before I trust that. That is going to be a solution to what has been a problematic Broncos offense all season. So I'd wait on him a week, Keith. But good thing is he's still worth retaining on your roster in case this does go well. I would keep uh, one of our previous callers mentioned it. I would go with Peoples-Jones in the PPR format because, you know, I think he's usually a safe bet for five to six catches. And now that weather is not a factor in the Dome at Ford Field, Buffalo taking on Cleveland there, I think, uh, I think he's your safest play. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Keith. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. TJ is on the south side. Tej, what's going on, man?
4: What up, guys? Good morning. Okay, I got a wide receiver question. Since Mark Andrews is playing, I only need two wide receivers now because I do a two quarterback league. I got Kelsey and Andrews. Oh, so now I'm going to go with uh, wide receiver Adam Thielen
2: um hey Tej.
4: kobe myers yeah, hey Tej, i'm
2: just gonna stop you real quick because i'm curious because that is a bold strategy now it's a two, it's a super flex league you're talking about right here no no
4: no just uh i got him in my flex andrews
2: okay but you said it's a two quarterback league or or you, you no have... no no okay I,
4: i'm running a two tight end league this ah, year
2: wait wait you're running okay Explain to me why that was a good idea. How you thought it was like I'm going to throw out cuz people have a hard enough time finding one tight end TJ and now you're challenging them to find two and then you went yes. and it sounds like you stacked the deck and then you did you go did. Kel, did you go Kelsey Andrews in the first and second round here?
4: Yes, I did.
2: And are you running away with your league?
4: No, I'm about middle of the pack. Okay. Of that. They got
2: no running back. Interesting. All right, I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of the two tight end idea, but I'm just curious to see to how mix it's it up a little bit. I hear year. you. I hear you. The one, like I said, like two, like I do like how a super flex league for anyone who's never played, if you're looking to, yeah. to change things up a little bit, a two quarterback league does do that, and I think it makes for a much more interesting draft day experience because everyone's not going straight off the you know the traditional ranks. So two quarterback yeah. leagues are are I think. For a, from a strategy perspective, more fun. But uh, yes, TJ, I've never heard of a two tight end league, so kudos to you. You've blown my mind today. Alright, back to your yeah. question, TJ. <laughs>
4: Alright, um, Adam Thielen, Jacoby Myers, um, DJ Moore, George Pickens, or Darius Slayton, who went off last
2: week. Uh, and you need three of these? I just need two. Just need now two. Okay, oh, playing, I'm good. And, uh, so... I'm leaning towards Moore and Pickens. Yeah, Slayton, Slayton. still, though, even though he's kind of pushing his way into the number one wide receiver spot for the Giants. The truth is that that uh-huh. is not necessarily a position that's going to produce tons of fantasy points on a week in and week out basis. I think Slayton is touchdown dependent. So I don't, uh-huh. you know, I don't, I don't hate it, but I think you have better options. I would use Moore and Pickens.
4: Good morning, Piggy. Thanks, man. No problem.
2: You too, TJ. Thanks for the call. Let's try Jake, who's in St. John. What's going on, Jake?
3: Hey, good morning, Jeff.
2: Good morning to you.
3: I got a, a half point PPR league. Okay. I need two out of the three. I got Devin Singletary, Cortland Sutton, and Brian Robinson.
2: So, I think Singletary and Robinson, um, you know, it's close. Uh, but and, and maybe in a full-point PPR, I think I might go Sutton over Robinson in that case. But if it, it, it's only half, so, you know, it doesn't hurt Brian Robinson as much. I like that matchup a lot today against the Texans. I also think, you know, we saw what he did on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Um, Gibson's in the mix, clearly, but, mo- like, there, you name me a team in the NFL that doesn't have, you know, two running backs at this point in 2022. Most of them have someone who's going to get, you know, five to eight touches at minimum. So even though Antonio Gibson is in the mix a little bit, I like this matchup for Brian Robinson. So in Singletary, I just, you know, that offense, you know, when you when you can get someone in the lineup who has a piece of that, I think you want to keep keep rolling with that. So Singletary on the good offense against Sutton on the bad offense. Gotcha. Thank all right, you. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate the call. 312-332-3776. My man, Mike in Mount Prospect. Mikey, what's going on?
0: Hey, hey Jeff. Uh, I won last week. My second win. <laughs> That's a seven-game loss, so I'm excited, man. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> okay, I, I got I, the first call that called in. You you actually, uh, I'm out of PPR, and I need one of these three for my flex. Jamal Williams, Line. these are all on the road. Uh, against uh, the Giants, Garrett Wilson against New England mm-hmm. and Deontay Foreman, and I, he's against Baltimore. I know you told this guy the first caller to go with Foreman over Williams, and I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure of that.
2: Listen, I listen
0: to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, again, it's not. It's one of those situations where they're both going to get the goal line carries, right? So it is certainly yep. by no means. But the Giants have been pretty solid defensively. And yep. it does seem like for you know DeAndre Swift is working his way back into the mix a little bit for the Lions. Now, you know I, I'm I'm still a little skittish about using Swift, you know, in most situations, but I think that does take away a little bit from Jamal Williams. Whereas in Carolina, I think they're I think they're riding Foreman, you know, if at all possible. And I think you know I'm I'm not overly concerned about Baltimore's defense. Now, listen, if Baltimore gets out ahead early, I suppose. It could change the the dynamics. That's what I'm
0: worried about. But yeah.
2: like, but like again, game flow is is impossible to predict. Just because we think right. Baltimore is going to is a much better team doesn't mean they won't win this one in a in a close game, right? So I think sometimes when we, if you get out and just say, okay, uh, I'm going to predict the game goes like this, you end up looking foolish more often than not. I generally try to right. go with talent above all else and then i look at the who, how i think the workload is going to play out like those are the two things that i think i know the most about based on what i've learned you know this point in the season games can be tricky they can go sideways because of an early turnover you know no matter what so at that it's hard to predict that stuff the one thing um of your options there mike i will say is uh I like Garrett Wilson for the rest of the season going forward, but today against the Patriots with, you know, Zach Wilson having to go up against Belichick, I think that is a little bit scary to me. So, um, you know, Garrett Wilson, I know you mentioned his name, and you kind of had already taken him out of the mix, but just for listeners out there who are a little bit concerned about Garrett Wilson today, I do do share that concern. So if you have some other strong options, definitely I would consider them.
0: Okay, so Deontay Foreman then it is. Okay. Thanks, buddy.
2: Thank you, Mike. As always, appreciate the call. Let's try Matt, who's in Northbrook. Matt, you're on the Fantasy Football Show.
1: Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, I got to replace Juju this week, and I uh, got two options here. I picked up uh, Nico Collins off waivers, uh, and I also have uh, Gallup on my bench.
2: <sighs> yeah, this this one's a tough one. You're definitely uh, at the bottom of the barrel in this situation here. I don't feel like... Um, you know, I have a strong lean one way or the other. I personally would probably go with Gallup in this scenario just because I think there's going to be points in that game. Um, You know, I feel a little bit better about the, you know, and so maybe he just falls, you know. I guess when when I think there's going to be a lot of points, I hope if I have a guy out there, maybe he's one of the ones who's fortunate enough to, to get that touchdown, right? So I think I lean towards Gallup just because I think the Cowboys are more likely to score more touchdowns. All right, thank you. Thank you, as always. Let's try Nathan, who's in Burbank. Nate, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller here.
0: Hey, Jeff. Great show. Thanks for taking my call.
2: I uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. Uh,
0: super simple. Uh, PPR, Cordero, uh great matchups both. Cordero or Isaiah Pacheco. I, and I also have Hunt and Elliott on the bench, but I'm not even
1: considering them.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Those other two are not. I definitely would use Patterson and Pacheco over both those guys. Boy, this is so tough because uh, I'll talk you through my thought process here, Nate. Pacheco, of course, it looks like he's going to be the lead back. The one thing I'm always in, but PPR format obviously plays, you know, wreaks havoc with you here. I'm a little bit concerned, too, as always, about Andy Reid near the goal line. He is so inventive, right? But the, the problem is that since Kareem Hunt has been removed from the Chiefs offense, there really has been nobody in the backfield who they turn to near the goal line. They're often, you know, throwing shovel passes or a lot of play action off of uh, misdirection. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's just a pad Mahomes' stats. I think it's that they trust Mahomes so much near the goal line that they're happy to let him make decisions, which does hurt whoever the Chiefs running backs are down there. But despite all that, Nate, I, I, I don't feel comfortable yet saying that Cordell Patterson is back into his feature back role. And so, you know, even though he has had a couple of good weeks here. Yeah, he
0: killed me last week. Three points, man. First week was good, but it was lucky. He got a touchdown with three carries.
2: Precise. Well, I think it was a little more than three carries, but you're right. Like, it was the touchdowns that saved him that first week back. So I think I would lean towards Pacheco, if it were me, in this pretty good matchup against the Chargers. But again, the only thing that is keeping me back is the PPR format. And you know, I think you know at this point, it doesn't look like Pacheco is going to be catching, you know, many, if any, passes at this point. So that's the one thing that's holding you back. But I think, um, I think, you know, he's probably going to see 17 plus carries. So I'd go with Pacheco. Sounds good, buddy. Happy holidays. Thank you, you too, Nathan. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. One more segment to go here on the Fantasy Football Show. Again, Xander and Hanley coming your way from 9 to 10. And then I will be back with Dion Miller. But I will be out and about with her at the PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood. So if you're in the area, you want to swing on by today, we'll be there from 10 to noon. So come on by and say hello. Watch the... World Cup, get underway at 10, and then, of course, stick around for a full slate of NFL action at noon. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Irish Whiskey.
0: Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller.
2: Here on ESPN 1000, I'm Jeff Mellor. Don't forget, every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Helping you set your fantasy football lineup. Later at 10 o'clock, I will be back on site at the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood with Dion Miller for your Bears pregame coverage as they get set to take on the Falcons in Atlanta today. So if you're in the area, swing on by. And, of course, Xander and Hanley are coming up from 9 to 10. So make sure you keep it locked to ESPN 1000 all day long. Every day. Let's uh, continue to take calls. Let's try the commish who's in Shanahan. Kamish, what's going on?
4: Hello, Jeff. I have uh, need help with my underperforming receivers. I need three out of these five. Okay. F-P-P-R. I got Williams, Mike Williams, Tony, Tyler Boyd, Sutton on Denver, mm-hmm. and
2: Pittman. So you need three of these five. So, these uh, five. all right. So initially, first thought, Mike Williams and Tony must starts, uh, at this point of those options. And I, if you missed it, I, I said it at the top. I think Tony is, uh, the opportunities are going to be a plenty today without Juju Smith Schuster and now Nicole Hardman on injured reserve. I think they're going to finally tap into all that potential that he has. So I would definitely start Tony. Mike Williams sounds like he's going to be a go today. So use him as well. And then, Boy, I think I lean towards Pittman now that Matt Ryan is back under center for the uh, Colts. I think he gives you the best best upside and I think the best floor, too, of those guys. So, uh, Williams, Tony, and Pittman, Kamish. Okay,
4: sounds good. Happy turkey day.
2: You as well. Let's try Dan, who is in Evergreen Park. What's going on, Dan? Hey, good morning, Jeff. How's it going? Good, good. How about you?
4: I'm doing real good, thanks. Excellent. Okay, Here's my dilemma. My opponent
2: is starting Russell Wilson, so I'm going to flex. That, that, Dan, Tony. Dan, that doesn't sound like a dilemma. That sounds like an, actually a, a great situation to have. But go <laughs> go ahead and well, continue. Well, because I want to flex Cortland Sutton because of that. But here's my dilemma. i got three running backs, Don, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Pierce, and Cordell Patterson. Mm-hmm. So I want to
4: start JT and Pierce. So my question is, what do I do with Patterson? Do I bump Sutton? Because I'm definitely going with Tony.
2: Yeah, um, I would. I would use Patterson over Sutton today. You would. I would. Yeah, I think the matchup the Bears run D hasn't really been able to stop anybody, and um, you know, I, I honestly think there's a decent chance Patterson has more catches than Sutton. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it's been it's been rough rough sledding for the Broncos oh, all season it's long. Been,
0: it's been brutal. It's been brutal.
2: Like I said, I haven't used them, and I was like, hey. So at that time I'm like am I overthinking Yes. This? I, th- I think you are Dan because I don't think you- I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised if you know listen, I'm saying it now on the radio so it very easily come back to bite me in the ass here but I'd be very surprised if Russell Wilson you know is the reason that you end up, you know, losing today. I think it would be probably a lot of other pieces in his lineup. I think Russ maybe he scores two. Maybe a third if he goes crazy, but I don't think, you know, you have to worry about him being the reason you lose. And so I think, if anything, you'd probably be hurting yourself, you know, using <laughs> Sutton in that situation.
4: Got to Shoot myself in a book. Beautiful. Thank you so much, man. You have a happy Thanksgiving.
2: You too. Thanks, Danny. Let's try my man, George and Racine. Hey, George, how's it going?
3: Hi. First off, happy Thanksgiving, Jeff.
2: You and all of your grandchildren uh, as well, George.
3: You, yeah. And now we even have great grandchildren. I love it. Great grandchildren yeah, yeah. as well, George. Yeah, my wife that's put up with me for 60 years. That, um, that is awesome. Yep. I've got uh, half point PPR, and I've already plugged in Stevenson and McCaffrey in the running back slot. Sure. Um, and I have Kel, Kelsey at tight end. So I'm looking for you for advice on wide receiver. So, going with the premise that I need two, I have uh, Gabe Davis, Palmer, Moore, Slayton. Uh, need obviously two of those.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and is yeah. it is it DJ
3: Moore, George? It's Arizona's Moore. Yeah. Okay,
2: so Rondale Moore. Okay. So you need two yeah. of those.
3: I th- I yeah. think I think George. I'm.
2: I would say. Uh, Gabe Davis, definitely, especially now that they're out of the weather, the elements, they'll be indoors in Detroit today. If anyone missed it, don't forget Buffalo, Cleveland in Detroit. So I would use Gabe Davis for sure. And then uh, I, if it was, I lean towards Slayton in this situation because I think Palmer, um, unless we find out Keenan Allen does not go, which we won't find out till later today, and that won't help you at that point. So I would use Slayton over Moore today.
3: And the then that leaves me with Henderson, Pacheco, and Edwards and the other wide receivers for my flex. So I'm thinking, leaning toward Pacheco.
0: So.
2: Yes, you read my mind, George. I would absolutely go with Pacheco, and I'm going to spring you so I can get one more in, but I would definitely use Pacheco of those options. Alex is in Villa Park. Thanks for being patient, Alex. What's going on?
4: Hello. Um, I have a, uh, I have four players. I need one running back and then one of the other players for my flex. I have a Jay Williams, uh, Kenyon Drake, Boyd, and uh, Miles Sanders.
2: So, can you can you use Williams and Sanders? Yeah, then do that. That's what that would be my choice there. Diane, who's in Bridgeport? Diane, what's going on?
1: Hi, Jeff. I I need you to rank these four running backs: okay. Taylor Swift, Pachenko, and Robinson.
2: Brian Robinson, uh, right?
1: Yeah, the two Taylor Swift and. Uh, J.T., have killed me
2: this year. I hear you. But, yeah, I definitely – Taylor's still number one now that uh, Saturday has taken over, and it looks like Taylor's healthy and back after last week. So Taylor's one. I would use uh, Brian Robinson two this week, Pacheco three, and then Swift is fourth on the list.
4: That's perfect. You have a great holiday. You too, Diane. Thanks,
2: as always, for listening. All right, folks, that about does it for me. I am going to say, although James has, has, says Herbert or Burrow, James uh, can't take you on the air, but I will tell you I would use Justin Herbert tonight with the two receivers back for him. And then Patrick wants to know Van Jefferson, Slayton, or Taysom for two select spots. I would use Slayton and Taysom Hill there, Patrick. All right, thanks for listening, folks. Again, the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views, as always, every Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m. Thanks for listening. I will be back at 10 with Dion Miller live from the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood. So if you're in the area, come on over and say hello. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Charlie Bevins as well for producing the show.